mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560, and I got Josh here from Legacy up in Boulder. Uh, go ahead and give out your address and your phone it's, number. It's uh, 1955th Street, Boulder, and it's 303-396-0555. Yeah, so if you have anything you need done, there you go. And we'll just go right to the phones. We'll go to Vince from Denver. How you doing, Vince? I'm good. How are you? Good. <clears throat> what can we do for um, you? I have a... I have a 2006 Dodge Dakota, and it has a, about 186,000 miles on it, and I've had it since it had 63,000. I've never serviced the transmission, and the, the fluid's pretty bad. And I've heard that if you service it at this stage, it could take it out sooner. I was wondering what you would recommend. Uh, that's a, that's a, I want to say a myth, would you Is say? It, yeah, that's a myth. Yeah, you can go ahead and, if you want. I mean, Dis- I'd, I'd, Disregard that? Yeah. Yeah, it, okay. I've only seen it when, you know, the transmission was pretty much gone to begin with, and you're trying to fix the transmission with a transmission flush. Yeah, that doesn't always yeah. help. Right, that doesn't yeah. help. So, but if the transmission's in good shape and shifting fine. Yeah, it's working good. Then There's no problem. I, I would definitely flush it. Yeah. And a lot of times, don't you guys have, like, isn't there, like, if you do the flush and it takes out a transmission? A lot of times, there's a, yeah, there's a way to A warranty to or help something. with it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I would go ahead and take. I would go ahead and service it. I wouldn't say take my chance. Chances are, it, there's nothing wrong with the tranny. And usually, what they do is they drive the vehicle first to mm-hmm. see what it's shifting like, to say, okay. oh, I got a problem. And but they'll change the tranny fluid and put some additives in to clean it and stuff. And yeah, it used to be that we would worry about that, but it, right after we we found out that it never helped, never yeah. happened. Yeah. Is it, do you think I could service it myself and put some BG tranny? service or tranny uh conditioner in it you can so they have a, a kit so there's a cleaner that you put in and then you go drive it for a while right and then you drain the transmission then fill it up with fluid and then there's an additive a conditioner that goes in with it then yeah the thing is that you'll have to drop the pan to change the fluid um where they have a transmission uh flush machine flush machine that yeah. puts on there and it flushes it and they actually keep the engine running while it's doing oh, it. okay yeah, and then when you do the pan, you're not going to get all the fluid out. Right. You're yeah, it's st- only going to be a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it would be about half or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they do it with the flush machine, they get everything out. And so okay, when you well, change um, it, when you check it, the fluid next, it'll still probably be brown. Yeah, it will still. It, it'll yeah. be a dark pink or brown. When they do it, it's yeah, going to be pink or, yeah. Yeah, red or pink, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I guess you're not going to get it out of the converter. No, you right. can't get it out of the converter. Yeah. And all the passages, too. Yeah. So, you know, you only get what's in the pan. Like you said, it's about half of yeah. the full amount of transmission fluid that's in there. Yeah. Okay, and this, you do recommend taking it and um, and having it flushed? I would, and, and have it done by a, a reputable shop. 
not one of the quick like, loop places. Is there somebody you could recommend on on the air here? Where are you at? I'm in Denver. Um, yeah. Or Inglewood area. You know what you could do is you can just go to driveradio.com, the website. Okay. And then in there, um, across the top, it'll it'll have like home, podcasts, drive radio program, and it'll have Colorado Select. And you go to there, and there's the shops. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, drive-radio. Yep. Okay, well, I appreciate your help. Okay. Thank you. All right, with that, we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. Dennis from Thornton, how you doing? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got a 2008 Jeep Liberty. Um, it when I come at higher speeds when I when I brake, the front uh, rotors kind of shimmy. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they're warped. And can I drive it like that for a while, or or will it cause more internal damage to other parts? Oh, do you want to take? <laughs> <laughs> you can drive it if you want, but yeah. It's you're gonna end up, you know, decreasing stopping distance and probably end up having other issues too. Yeah, I mean, will will, will it hurt like the bearings and stuff like that, or because I don't drive it a lot, but it's just kind of annoying and it's mainly at higher speeds and and I don't tailgate or really not, so I'm not too concerned about my stopping distance, but um, I just don't want to cause like bearing problems and other problems. I don't know if you'll cause that as much as my fear is that with a, a vehicle that has that kind of braking, because it's, it's what it is, it's technically it's not warped. It's got hot spots in there. Mm -hmm. So when you hit the brakes, you're not really grabbing. So you think, oh, yeah, I'm giving enough safe distance. But accidents happen because it's a last-minute thing and it's an accident. And the guy, you know, did something in front of you and you have to stop real quick. You're going to have a harder time stopping because the brakes aren't okay. going to grab. And that's, that would be my okay. fear. Yeah. And would I have to would I have to redo the brake pads cuz I just did them not too long ago and would the brake pads still be good or are they okay? I don't know how the size are. I don't know what they look like or Yeah, you'd have to look at them and sometimes they'll have I, problems. I mean, would the would would the warping have anything to do with the pads cuz the pads I just put in like 1500 miles ago. I don't think so. No. No, it's going to be okay. the the rotors themselves. Yeah. And okay. The, and then one other one other question um you know, when you go to buy rotors, they got, of course, they got cheap ones, way yep. expensive ones, medium. Well, what's what's the best way to go? I mean, rather than maybe spend the high dollar, maybe not the cheaper dollar. What would you guys do if it was your vehicle? What's your driving like? I mean, yeah. if, if you're in the mountains all the time, go with the best because no, they're gonna it's, be. It's all city. It's it's all city, and I don't drive a lot. You could probably get away with the mid grade on it. Yeah. Okay. When you ask okay. me what I, kind I get, I have I pull a trailer, so my rotors that I put on my truck are four hundred bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. So that's right. that's the yeah. difference, you know, because if you're pulling a trailer and like he says, I pull it for camping, so I you know, I got a load on it and I'm up in the mountains, so I have to make sure I have really good brakes. And uh, right. my trailer's no, heavy. I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. But so, so if mine, you're in town the Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Okay. And the other things, if you know, right. you do it yourself, is I'd always take a look at that hub because a lot of times, what you're feeling can actually be a hub being bent if, on some of these. You know, if you had to put a cheaper hub in or you hit a curb or something like that, 
or you know make sure when you do it that you torque all those lug nuts to spec because that's a lot of times why you get that uneven wears because the lug nuts weren't tight or you have something on the hub yeah. itself you exactly. got to clean the, the hub you got to yeah you got to make sure that hub is shiny before yeah. you put those and rotors on that way there when you put the rotor on it has a good straight mating surface and it's not warped a little bit because there's some dirt behind it does that make sense okay gotcha yeah, it all makes sense. Yep. Okay. All right. Appreciate your help. Thanks you so much. All right. You know, when we start talking about brakes, it makes me nervous because I don't, unless I look at them, mm-hmm. it's hard to give advice on brakes. It is. Yeah, because you, you never know what the pads look like. or And the other thing people always forget about is hardware. Right. They're, I don't know how many times we get somebody to a brake job at home and there's no hardware. and all They the, took it off. Yeah, they took it off and threw it away. And yeah. and all the pins and everything that needs to be lubed on the calipers are all dry or yeah. still frozen. or Yeah. You know. And the caliper's not working on one exactly. side and the other one it is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and so those are things we need to check. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why people say, well, a brake job, I don't know why it's so expensive. It's easy to do. They're not that easy to do. No. Because then, then on top of that, did you flush out the brake fluid? Right. Because that should be done, too. Mm-hmm. You know. So we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. I got Josh here that can answer any question you got. <laughs> There's a challenge. But uh, we, we, you know, we, we want to help you with your cars mm-hmm. and when it comes to brakes. And we want to give you the best advice. But sometimes, you know, we're a little hesitant because, you know, unless we see it, we don't know what's going on. Because some people can have a leak and a and a slave cylinder or uh, yeah the a caliper or caliper could cylinder. be leaking or it could be bad or the hose could be brittle you know because we inspect all of that stuff when we're doing them and the slides are very important it is yeah, yeah you got to keep that lubed or you're yeah. just going to wear through everything and mating surface so like you were, we were both yeah. saying you know where that rotor mounts against the hub yeah it needs to be almost the point where flush. you can eat off of it yeah and it has to just sit on there so flush yeah and if it's not, then you're going to go down the wheel. Your wheel's not turning true. It's uh, wobbling. And it's amazing what a little bit of rust, it just looks like a little bit of rusty powder on there, how by the time you get to the tip of that rotor, how yeah. far it deflected it. Yes. And you can't really see that. No. But you can feel it when you drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's important. And you can also have a hub that's hanging up. You can. Like you were mentioning. You yeah. know, the hub could be uh, having a bad bearing and it's, or it's, uh, locking up and it's and you're not checking that because we have to check all that stuff yeah. you can have a bad axle you know the, the cv joint could be or even the axle not loose you know because yeah. yeah especially well subarus we see a lot of subarus and they still got tapered rollers in the front and if you don't have that axle that torque just right you know the bearings going out and all that heat goes out to the rotor too yeah. And I know old time, you know, people would go, I don't, I just have my gun set to that torque. No, you don't have your gun set to that torque. You got to use a torque wrench. I used to get upset about that. Use a torque wrench. That's what you have them for. Exactly. All right. We do have three lines open, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface in our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism in our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores nationwide. 
Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Okay, we're back. And we have two lines open, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We'll go right to the phone. we got Paul from Arvada. How you doing, Paul? Uh, good morning, guys, or good afternoon, anyway. Um, yeah. I, I took my, uh, I have an 03 Toyota Tacoma pickup, and I took it in in October uh, and spent close to $2,000 on some front-end work, uh, rack and pinion, ball joints, et cetera. Uh, well, then I, after the work was done, about, you know, four or five weeks later, I noticed it was sort of drifting to the left on its own. Matter of fact, I could center the wheel, like on the interstate, and it would make a lane change all on its own. Mm-hmm. I took it back to the shop and left it for a day, whatever, 
And what I've done now since years and years of taking my cars to shops, I, I write down the odometer number when I drop the car off. That's good. And I picked yeah. it up. And I picked it up, and they told me that uh, two of their people at the shop had driven it and couldn't, they couldn't tell there was a problem, which is hard to believe if you drive the car more than three blocks. Anyway, the bad part is I noticed on the odometer that it had been driven only the equivalent of 500 feet. So basically, <laughs> I'm looking at that as being dishonest because they told me that two people at the shop had driven it and couldn't find the problem. And I just... I don't want to continue confrontations, you know, and I know I probably after spending that money. I want to take it back, but you know, if they've taken the attitude that they did on the first time I took it back and telling me they drove it when they didn't drive it, I, I don't know, advice as shop owners or whatever. I mean, should I just move on or, or what? I mean, that was two grand I dropped and, you know, the, and the problem is still there. And I've done things on my own, like, made sure the tire pressures were right and this, that, and the other, but it's definitely, you know, got a drift to the left. Now, I just, you know, as a, as a consumer, I don't want to get in a fight. You know, I don't want to fight over this. And if somebody's going to lie to me once, why wouldn't they lie to me again? I hate to say that, but just what, what's your stance as former shop owners or whatever on, on what, what should a customer do? Well, for me, if just what you were talking about, how you were saying all that, that just makes me think, okay, if you called and talked to the shop owner and told him how you just said it to us, he should be willing to listen yeah. to mm-hmm. you. Is, is Have you talked to the shop owner or just the guy running yeah, the shop? It was the, I, when I picked it up, it was the guy that owns the shop that told me that one of his, it's quote, one of my techs drove it, couldn't tell, then I drove it, couldn't tell. <laughs> I checked the odometer and they, they obviously moved it from 500 feet. So did, did you tell I him that? I should have said uh, I haven't told him that yet. I was just so disappointed to find that out because I would be disappointed it, as a shop owner mm-hmm. if my guys did that. To be honest with you, I yeah, mean, well. it's just so easy to take a car out and drive it. And and we had a thing that where our guys and they still do this today because I know I talk to the guys and and at the shop all the time. I still go in there to see everybody and stuff. And I know they do this. Yeah. They jump in a car and they go road test it first to verify the complaint. That's what you okay. have to do. And then if you can't yeah. verify the pl- complaint, you go back to the service writer and say, I need more information because I didn't feel this or I didn't see this. I didn't yeah. feel it pulling. Can you give me more information? Yeah. Or can the right. customer come yeah. down and drive with me? Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. And then, yeah. and then if, they, if, they, if the customer can't do that, then we ask permission for Dennis to drive it home because I'm Dennis and I'm the owner of yeah. the shop. I'll drive it home. And I drive yeah, 40 miles one way. This. I heard you talking about the other guy in the first hour about yeah. this, you know, leave the car, have them drive it. But let, but let me ask you this. Is it, is it normal? You know, what if I request that a tech take that short drive with me? Is that against insurance rules or anything? No, no, no not. not at all. And yeah, you just want have to have a tech that? ride with you. I mean, I've happen? never heard of that happen. No, yeah. never. No, but I mean, to have a customer ask for a tech. To oh, no, no, yeah, all the, all the time. All, all day long, yeah. yeah. And we would oh, request okay. the customer sometimes to drive with us. If we can't yeah. get it, if I can't get it doing what you're telling me to do, that it's doing, yeah. I would mm-hmm. want to drive with, drive with you. I want to all see, right. I want to fix your problem, you know. And, yeah. and if well, the guy is that way and he doesn't want to do it, then you got to let him know, well, you know, um, I'm just going to use a name, John. If, if you're not going to work with me and you don't want to drive it and you say there's another problem and I take it somewhere else, uh, 
and they find the problem, do I call you or you want to talk to the shop owner? How do you want to address this? Because I am going to take right. it to someone else because I have a problem. Well, I, I did that. I took it to another shop just for an opinion, and, and they found a they found a problem. And their response was maybe the parts uh, are from shop A. Maybe the parts are still under warranty, and because right. they're defect they're kind of defective. They they said with the condition of the parts, they couldn't fix the drifting problem in the truck. So they were nice enough to write out an assessment for me. I mean, is that can I take that back to the original shop? And say, I would. I would, yeah. And give okay. him a chance right. because if not, you're going to have to yeah, go back. Yeah. You're going to have to go to small claims court and try to get your money back. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I, I know. I hear you. Hassle, right? Yeah. And this is a reputable shop. As a matter of fact, it's one of the, the sponsors of the show. But I think I have to pursue it. I just don't want to. You don't want that ugliness. But um, I'm just yeah. I'm just really disappointed and disheartened as a consumer. To find out, uh, and I, I'm not checking the, I'm not writing down the odometer, you know, to rat on somebody. No, that's no. That's something I've learned to do. If somebody's going to say, I'm going to take your car out and drive it, did you? <laughs> so, anyway, well, I, maybe I should take it up with the shop owner again, and, and because, they, you know, again, that was $2,000, and I want to I want to keep the vehicle. So, yeah. You know, Josh, I appreciate the advice. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd, I'd request a test drive with the tech or yeah. the owner. And, and drive him around the block and show him what's going on. And then, you know, maybe present that the other shop found what they found and see what he finds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how. And, that's and just tell him, I don't want to go to a battle with you on this. And just yeah. be honest with him like that. I and yeah. I think most of the guys, most shop owners wear their heart on their sleeve and they do want to fix a car. Sometimes they, you know, sometimes we listen to the tech too much and we have to hear what the customer's viewpoint is and, and, uh, change our thinking a little bit mm-hmm. so okay okay some, sometimes well, yeah, we just have I, days I appreciate advice, right? yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes we have days yeah we have bad days too <laughs> you know? oh yeah everybody does right? yeah exactly so, yeah okay. i appreciate the way you're right, approaching right. it yeah thanks a lot you bet all right with that we got two lines open 303-477-5600 let's go to donald from longmont how you doing donald i'm doing nearly perfect how about you Good, good. We're doing okay. We're that we're stuck inside. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My question has to do with the gas tank capacity. I've got an 08 uh, Tundra pickup truck, bought it brand new, and the spec sheet said 26 gallons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I've filled this thing up hundreds of times now, and even when I'm obviously the needle is below the E line. Obviously, I can only put 22 gallons in there. So I'm guessing either they they did this on purpose in order to keep four gallons of gasoline in the tank uh, to keep the pump cool, or I've got a bad gauge, or you tell me. What do you think? I think they did it on purpose because it seems like no matter how we try and pump out a, a tank or, and then fill it back up, Unless it's just absolutely bone dry, it's the only time you're going to be able to get that full amount in it. Because there's always, you know, they don't want you to run out of gas. So they always fool you all the time is how I feel with it. Yeah. You know, there's one other thing you can do. You can go to your owner's manual. That's that thing that puts you to sleep when you buy the truck and they tell you to read it. But you go in there and there's a 1-800 number, you know, customer assistance number. And you can call in and ask them. What is the real capacity of this truck? Because this is what it says, and this is the only amount of gas I could put in. And they should be able to tell you all that information. 
You think they would be that knowledgeable? They better be. Yes, I. I, well, I was thinking I could, I could, I could run it down to E, and then I could go home and 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 try to siphon out whatever's left, and then see what there is. Yeah, but yeah, and I and yeah, and here again. See the problem. I, I can have Larry take Probably your number. I'm getting, I'm getting braver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do know a guy that works at Toyota, and I can call him up and talk to him. And he's a manager at a Toyota shop, and I can talk to him, and then I can, if 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 Larry could take your phone number, and then I can call you back like Monday and talk to you and tell you what he tells me. Because he's worked with Toyotas, just hey, Toyotas, for years. Pardon? Thanks. I'd appreciate that very much. Yeah. I'd appreciate it. But, there, you know, you could do it the other way, but I'll do it this way, and we'll see what he says. Okay? So, um, Charlie, if All we right. could put him on hold and have Larry take his number. Okay? All right. And with that, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. Let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. 
We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Okay, we're back. Got a half hour left, so if you have any questions, you got to get it called in here so Larry can get you on here. You're listening to Drive Radio, KLZ 560. The phone number is 303-477-5600, and we're going to go right to the phones. we got Dan here from Frankdown. How you doing, Dan? I'm well. Is this Dennis? Yes, it is. Yeah, Dennis, I just wanted to brag on my F-150 a little bit. Okay. I see you're driving that uh, government motors truck. Just kidding. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, and you've got the cylinder deactivation on that, right? Yes. Yeah, I this I bought my truck in 2010. Uh, still got it. Uh, great truck. Anyhow, it's the vaunted and sometimes despised 5.4 liter. Okay. You know, where they had some yeah. problems with it earlier. Right. And suffice it to say, I haven't had those kind of problems. I've been, you know, pretty much up on maintenance. I four or 5,000 miles. I keep the oil changed. Brakes flushed, radiator flushed, and all the things these guys should be doing to keep a truck forever. And that's why you don't I, have any problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I carry... And I scaled it. I'm a general contractor. I carry about a thousand pounds of tools, plus or minus, in the truck from the day it was new with a topper and some four wheel drive super cab. And you guys were bragging about your gas mileage. I thought that was kind of terrible, really. Probably is. And you're shedding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know, okay, I, go ahead. I was going through the mountains and, and I wasn't really. You know, I was going pretty fast and trying to get somewhere at a certain time because I had to pick up my mother-in-law at a certain time, and you don't want to oh. be late. So oh, I wasn't really paying attention to the throttle as much. And my wife yeah, was, I as I was talking or, or doing this, my wife was telling me the whole time, you know, if you let me drive, I'll get better mileage because she's more consistent with the foot pedal <laughs> than I am. Yeah. Because if I see that I'm coming up on a semi and there's someone coming up behind me, I just floor it and get over and. You know, sure. I'm not worried about gas mileage like my wife is. She worries a little bit more about it. So, yeah, yeah, but it was five three. Yeah, point three. Yeah. yeah, good old three twenty seven. Yeah, well, kind of a three twenty seven. It's an LS, I guess. Right. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, when I bought this truck, I took it to. Uh, I was working on Las Cruces for a couple of years, so I was driving down there, and I. Drove it like I stole it the first trip down there. Got 17, 
I was up to 190 and 100 mile an hour several times just to see if it was going to break. Right. Or if it was going to be a good truck. Well, anyhow, then coming back, I decided to do the opposite and take it easy. I drove 65. I got 23.4 miles to the gallon. Wow. I got 355 tail gears, and it's got the tow package. I believe it's rated at 9,900 or something like that with the 355. And uh, and then over the mountains, typically on 18 and 20, and when I'd go to Lake Powell, and I'd drive 75 with the air, air conditioning on pretty much all the way over the mountains and in, into Lake Powell. Of a gallon. No, I didn't. But I, I drive to get there. I'm like you. Yeah. yeah. By the yeah way. That's what I bought that truck for was to go to Lake Powell to pull my boat yeah, stuff. Yep. Yeah. Thank I wanted you. to go in comfort. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And I and I and I when I pulled my boat, I dropped down to 14, but I still run at 75. Yeah. Yeah. I've been pulling my trailer, and I've been getting pretty good. I have a camping trailer, and I pull that. I go over to um, past the springs. I go to um, Larkspur, or not Larkspur, I'm trying to think. I go past Woodland, Woodland Park, Park yeah, yeah, and then I keep going to, to Hartzell. As we go over to that way because I oh, go to yeah. Spinning Mountain Reservoir and go fishing over there and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my boat, about 4,000 pounds on a trailer. It's a 20-foot open bow. Yeah. It's a 5.7 Mercruiser. And, uh, yeah, I can get 14, you know, going over to Lake Powell, which is, you know, going over the passes. That's not bad. Yeah. I, good. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I've heard a lot of things. I've owned four of these 5.4s, starting with a uh, uh, 97 Expedition. I just loved them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they're powerful. They're fuel efficient. They're, yeah. And uh, so I don't know what, you know, I've, I've read about the phaser problem that supposedly have. And really, I think that's probably because guys are putting the uh, wrong weight oil in or maybe not changing it often enough. Right. I always ran 520, what Ford recommended, and around Motocraft as well as the Motocraft filters. And, you know, I'm sure there's other, I know there's other oil out there. It's probably just as good, same way with filters. But why, t- why not? Yeah, right. if you have a good but thing working, just stick with it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, with my Chevy's always run AC filters and Valvoline. What I always ran on now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's, that's why yours not failing. You're changing mm-hmm. the oil. That's that's the key to those things. Keeping good absolutely. oil in them. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, not just there, honest, but you know all all the other maintenance items that change out the front rear diff transfer case right. regular basis. You know, radiator flushes, belts and hoses. Is you know, I plan on driving this truck another hundred eighty thousand miles. I don't think I'll have a bit of trouble because it drives like the day I bought it. Right. Yeah, I have a ninety nine still. My ninety nine Silverado, and I used to drive all the way down there, and I still have it, but it has two hundred fifteen thousand miles on it, and it's in great shape too. I would still be willing to drive it there if I had to, but I just moved up and you know i had a chance to get this one and i grabbed it and and uh my life my wife doesn't like driving the silverado so much 
my the 99 but she really likes yeah. the 2016 <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah well they're quite a step up from there yeah it's just in a few years it's amazing how much better they get every year it seems like right yeah. i'm not gonna buy another new truck this will be the last one i get but i i've i've never had a truck that can do it all can tow heavy loads haul heavy loads at the same time towing heavy loads because i right. travel i've got a 37 foot travel trailer that i pull behind it so Maximum weight on it, 10,500. I don't think I'm ever over 9,500, but I just sail down the road. Right. No problem on that, over the mountains, whatever. So have you heard about Lake yeah. Powell? I have. Yeah. And I had I a friend that was down there. Horrible. He was showing me some pictures uh, last week, and uh, you can't even launch a boat right now. Hmm. Well, I had a houseboat group that I was the president of. We owned a... Uh, 43-foot boat, and uh, we uh, I was in it from 98 on, and uh, I got out of it a couple of years ago, and uh, they were not able to launch it. They, we keep it at Offshore Marina. They were mm-hmm. not able to launch it all, all year last year, and mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be the same thing this year. Yes, that's what they're saying. Yeah, and well, I, same waiting. thing for me. I was on one that I got out of it two years ago, and uh, yeah, but I still go yeah. down there with some other friends that have a houseboat, so I let them take care of all the problems. <laughs> so they're on a buoy, buoy down there, then. They're on a, um, actually in executive services, so they have a slip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have we have a slip. We have a slip in the summer, and then we put it on a put it we dry, dry dock, dock it. it. Yeah, we used to do that too with the one that I was on, and. Uh, yeah. That was the way to well, go. Keeps it really nice that way, you know. Keeps the marine yeah. growth off a little. You're doing the same with the houseboat as you're doing with your truck. You're just taking care of things. Yeah. So, yes, sir. That's good. That's right. I put the whole thing together. But yeah, I, one other thing about Lake Powell, they're pretty concerned, and and Lake Mead too, about having enough water to even generate electricity. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. So. I think we had a more or less normal winter. I haven't checked the snowpack here in Colorado or Wyoming or Utah, but I, up until about a month ago, we had a little above average snowpack in Colorado. Yeah, and they're saying even with that, they're thinking it's only going to raise 15 feet. So. Yeah, well, the first time I was at Lake Powell was 1984, and... It, it almost topped the dam. Remember, 83, yep. 84? Yep. I was down there in 83 when yeah, it did top the dam. <laughs> oh, said, it did? I thought it did top the dam? Then? Yeah, my brother-in-law, when we went down there, he was out of Grand Junction. He said that they said they had to put sandbags on. I was there in 84. I went all the way down to uh, Page, and they had uh, one-inch plywood standing up on top of the dam, and the water was right there. Well, it was amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And it was early eight, June of 84. And I think they were worried about uh, the Hoover Dam, probably Mojave and Havasu yeah. City. Havasu. Yeah. I suppose, too. Well, they couldn't let it out fast enough, but to give you an idea how much water's in that, or most people don't know this, they started filling that in 65. Right. Took 19 years to fill it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of water right you know so all right dan well good talking to you dennis thank you, you very much and 
listening to my dribble. All right. Well, take care. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that you know when he's he's talking about his trucks are running good. That's that's the key. You know, if we can do good maintenance on our vehicles, they'll last a long time. Yeah, exactly. And with those phasers, I mean, when we get one in with a phaser problem, I usually lift the valve cover and look at the rockers on it. If the rockers are all coated, it's engine time. I'm yeah. not going to do the phasers because I know it's not going to work. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. And that, and and how we keep that from happening is doing the oil changes, doing the and a good filter. So there's even a I think Ford has a TSB on that motor. That oh, do if, they? If you come in with the bottom of the line oil filter on it, they're not going to warranty any of it. Oh, so wow. they they have a TSB that says you have to run a Motorcraft, a Napa Gold. You know they have a list of yeah. wicks or yeah. a top of the line filter on there. If you come in with a poor filter on it, they're not covering. They're not going to deal with you. Wow. Yeah. There you go, people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good to know. Yeah. So with that, um, we have three lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We're on Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Okay, we're back. Let's go right to the phones real quick. Nikki from Denver, how you doing? Good. Yeah, the guy with the drifting truck. Uh huh. This is a comment about something last week. Okay. Uh, Matt, I think his name was with a ninety, was trying to help his neighbor with a ninety-five Geo Metro that was trying to get it past emissions. Okay. And John's going on about it being a dirty engine. Uh, he's, that the Geo Metros in general were uh, had dirty engines in them. Uh huh. I mean, like, oh yeah, it's a cheap car. It's a throwaway car. Well, yeah, but no, he didn't bother to say anything about using any BG products. I mean, if you've got a car that's having trouble with emissions, it's a pretty safe bet because people do treat them like throwaway cars. Yeah. But if you, I've seen some of them that weren't maintained. I've, I've got a Geo Metro and it runs great. It's not a throwaway car to me because a car that's properly maintained will go. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't believe any car is a throwaway car. You go. Yeah. Oh, you go might be, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll give you that yeah. one. Yeah. But if he, that you know, this is for Matt if he's listening still. Uh, most r- listeners are regular listeners. Have him try the BG44K and mm-hmm. drive it around the for MOA a while. Yeah. And go with an EPR and yeah. see if that makes the difference. That's good advice. Yep. So uh, just as a side note, I scrounge up parts from salvage yards. I've seen Geo Metros with 250 and 350,000 miles. They look like crap, but they were. It was on the odometer: 250, 350,000 miles. That ain't a throwaway car. Nope. Nope. So, just wanted to throw that in there. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Bob from Colorado Springs. I was hoping I can get to you guys. I was out doing yard work, and I just had to drop it to come talk to you here. Anyway, my problem is the one, I got two, but the one is my uh, uh, my gas gauge. It just goes all over the place, and it's been doing it for a couple of years. Um, you know, it'll go right since I fill it up. It'll go to fill and then drop right to empty, and then it bounces all over the place. So I really don't know most of the time 
like I guess I just keep an eye on my miles that I have on there and I just guess at it. Is there a simpler thing to do besides changing out that whole panel? Well, it wouldn't be the panel. Um, you need to find okay. out what it is. You have to almost, you have to have someone ground it to see how the gauge works. Exactly. If the gauge goes smooth, then it's not the gauge. If the gauge stops okay. and, and jumps and back and forth, then it's the gauge. But other than that, it sounds like more like in the sender. Yeah, the sender. The sender's bad or the baffle in the sender's missing or mm -hmm. something. What kind of car was it? It's a, it's a 2000 Chevy Silverado Z71. Yeah. Then that, I would have that looked at because it can be either one. Yeah, it could be a, three or four different things <laughs> yeah. with that. So you'd okay, have to have where, that. Where's, where, where's the sender located? Where is in it the located? tank. In the tank. Okay. Now I'll tell you what I, I was taking my granddaughter up to Haver Lake. This was a couple of years ago, and it started acting up on me, and I barely can get back to our house, and I got to the driveway, and I couldn't go nowhere. So my sons came over, and we pulled it up into my garage, and uh, they said you ought to, you know, just change out the fuel, your, your, tank, you know, your uh, fuel pump. Mm -hmm. So I did. I lifted up the bed, did all that, and put a new fuel pump in there. That was several years ago. And did you put the whole module? So the module is the pump, the whole plastic housing, and the float, the cinder unit. I did it all. Yep, they said they recommended it. Yeah. Yep, they said to do that instead of just, yeah, guessing at the float and all. And so I did. I figured I don't want to, you know, tear that all apart and just go half on it. So I did put a whole new unit in. Okay. But with that model, it can be either one on those, those Chevys. I've had both, uh, you know, happen. So... I would have somebody, you know, with a scan tool or a voltmeter take a look at that and okay. and see what's going on. Now, a voltmeter would go. Is that on the? Is that on my dash? Is that the part where they do a voltmeter? No, they're going to actually use a voltmeter to test it. Yeah. So they're going to have to get on the wires and actually, you know, get on it with the voltmeter and watch what the to voltage see what the changes. voltage is, yeah. and, and how it changes and stuff. Yeah. Okay, and is, is that on the fuel pump or is that on the dash part? Fuel pump. Fuel pump. Fuel pump, okay. Mm -hmm. So they can do that just by getting underneath of there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's they tight, can get on it. It's can. tight. Yeah, yeah but, but you'd have to lift up the bed, right, to get to the wiring? Yeah, that or drop the tank a little bit, one or the other. But Sometimes they can get to the wiring. Sometimes they can get to the wiring and just check it going. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't okay, tell you exactly at the sender what's going on because it could be some a bad harness, too. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right, and then uh, thank you so very much. I really appreciate that. My other question was, uh, right now, uh, I tried shifting over from my air conditioner, mm -hmm. you, you know, and uh, I, well, I had the heater on, and I went to go there, but my, my, my vents on the dash, the only place it's coming out at is on my, you know, up there near the defroster right at the windshield. I, I cannot get it to come out on the floor or right there on the dash, you know, how it shoots right out on you. Yeah, right. It, it, yeah. That could be you a module. It could be a, a door that's broken, or um, it could be a the vacuum module. loss, or yeah. there's a whole bunch of things that could be there too. So you'd probably have to have that checked out too. Okay, is that the, is that located underneath the dash? Well, the module's actually the the control panel. Yeah, and then it depends on which model GM it is. It could be a bad vacuum line because everything yeah. was on some of them were all vacuum driven, and okay. it won't go to the floor. It only goes to the to the defrost. To the yeah. That's right, or it won't come out on the dash itself, just up at the defroster. Yeah, it both comes out cold and hot up there, so I couldn't believe it. My wife said, man, put some air conditioner on. I said, <laughs> I got it on, and it yeah. was just coming out up there. 
Check for a vacuum leak first in the front. Yeah. Vacuum leak. Yep. Okay. And that's up underneath that. Yeah. Just look for a vacuum hose. Okay. Yep. Okay. All, All right. right. Guys, thank you so much. I enjoy your show every weekend. I really do. appreciate it very much. Appreciate well, thank it. Thank you. All right, we got a nice guest in here. Here, a nice guest. Hi. A nice one. <laughs> how do you yeah. know that? No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, how are you? Good, Scott. With uh, Sportsman, Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado. Radio yeah. coming up, and next. I listen to you after every time I leave here. I'm well, good deal. We appreciate it. Yeah. Real quick, man, we had a great time. The International Sportsman's Expo. Uh, you know, it's been a we missed it last year in, in 21 yeah. man it was just so cool to see a place people. packed with people no mask and oh, people having a good time people spending money we got to do a ton of great interviews there met some new uh, folks as well as getting to see some old faces so it yeah. was just good to uh, see everybody out there and we want to thank all the listeners that came by that listen to klz in general listen to haystack listen to sports of colorado john shows yeah. i mean this show yeah. so i mean a lot of people listen so it was That's great good. to see everybody but just real quick coming up on the show today uh we'll talk just a little bit about the draw hey you got till tuesday night april 5th 8 p.m don't wait because you know what if that system crashes which it has sometimes and you can't get in by eight o'clock you're done. You're done. Yeah, all right. You're getting yeah, in. Absolutely. And verify that your credit card is on that's on file with CPW has not expired. And then we got something really cool. We've got a new partnership with Mountain City Supply. They're in Castle Rock. They are making ammo over there. Oh, Five hundred thousand rounds a week. So we're gonna be talking with Charity Emery, uh, oh, the owner good. of that, and her husband and Chris. They're gonna they're gonna be on the show with us. And then we've got a very special deal. Davis Tent sponsored a really cool youth hunt, and we're gonna have the winner in studio with us. And we got a big surprise for a young man uh, that's gonna be pretty cool. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, stay here on. with us stay for here. Sportsman of Colorado. Yeah. That's always a good show. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate, appreciate we you love coming in and stuff. And uh, John should be back next week. So, um, Josh, you want to give out more information about where you're at? And yeah, stuff? so we're Legacy Automotive up in Boulder on 1955th Street. So, kind of out by the Boulder Dinner Theater and 303 396 0555. What's the cross street then? Arapahoe and 55th is the best way okay. to come down. Or you can come down Pearl, where it goes Pearl Valmont yeah. to 55th. Yeah. And then if you cross the railroad tracks, we're right by the railroad tracks. So. Okay, and you work on everything? or We work on everything. Diesels and everything. Diesels and everything. Yeah. A lot of That's Subarus. Good. A lot of Subarus. <laughs> yeah. we're in Boulder. So. Boulder has a lot of Subarus. That's right. All right. Well, with that, we're, we really appreciate you guys listening and calling in. We really do enjoy doing this, too. So we take out our day to make sure that you can have a good day. So if you're listening, you've been listening to Drive Radio on klz 560 still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments download previous programs and find lots of useful information including your nearest colorado select auto care center that's drive-radio.com thanks for listening to drive radio sponsored by the member shops of colorado select auto care centers on klz 560